0: You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan.
1: It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Uh, we're, We're trying to hook up with our man, Julian McKenzie, covers the Flames for The Athletic, get his thoughts. On Matt Coronado. Yep. Kristanev injury. Uh huh. How many wins do they got to get here with eight games to go?
2: Yeah. LA Kings.
1: Yeah. Uh, poll questions up too at goal George songs Russick.
2: across the entire NHL because he did a feature piece on that recently. Mm. I got to check that out. I didn't read that. They rated every goal song in the NHL. Yeah. TNT I, comes in at
1: 13th. Again, Not bad. M- music's very subjective. So.
2: Yeah, I agree, but I think that for a certain role of music, like I can like all of these songs a different amount, but I think for the role that they play, some fit better.
1: Yeah. I did like when uh, the Flames were playing The Heat Is On.
2: The Heat Is On.
1: Glenn Frey classic.
2: Yeah, it is uh, a quality track. Yeah, Whenever they do 80s Night, they do that.
1: I like it. Um, Poll questions up at George Russick at Matt Rose YYC. At Sports at 960 with eight games to go in Calgary season. Which number will be greater? Flames wins. Matt Coronado games played. Also win on the text line, 960, 960, and location. By the way, um, Uh there is a ton of text messages rolling in. I gave you the story of a Minnesota state deputy who pulled somebody over for speeding on the weekend. Yeah. They handed them their license and a get-out-of-jail-free card. They tried to pass that. The officer thought it was really funny,
2: right out of Monopoly. Uh, yeah,
1: but still gave him the ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, we're asking you at nine sixty nine sixty name and location. Um, what is uh, what's the best excuse you've ever used uh, when pulled over for speeding? And if you're a and if you're a police officer, we'd love to hear from you some of the excuses you've actually uh, heard.
2: I have a secondary question. Okay, how long do you think he had this in his wallet? Like, how long do you think he was sitting on the opportunity to rip this thing out on a cop? Do you think it was the day of, and he just said, "You know what? I'm just going to go pedal to the metal for the day and see if this works"? Or do you think he's been sitting on it for like two weeks? You know what? He's three weeks, couple
1: years. He's probably had that thing in his wallet for a long time, looking for the perfect opportunity to use it. But Mm -hmm. you should never keep it in your wallet because your body heat can maybe ruin the integrity of the get out of jail free card. Okay. That
2: uh, never. Do we have Julian? Yeah, we do. Someone. Yeah, Julian McKenzie, flames writer for The Athletic. This guy
1: joins us on the Atlas Beats and Sports Bar Hotline. Julian, how are you? Doing very well yourself. Good, good to hear Jul- from you guys. Good. Julian, were you ever a uh, condom in the wallet guy or no? <laughs> good morning. Good morning. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> because you shouldn't, you shouldn't, uh, Julian. My c- it ruins the this- integrity of the latex. You shouldn't do that, George.
3: George, <laughs> how you start conversations with people? You you just wake up on you just you yeah. Just- this is the fr- I literally got out of bed this morning, bro. Yeah. I looked at I looked at my I looked at my phone, I was uh-huh. like, Oh man, I gotta be on the show. Yeah. I was like, All right, man, I'm looking forward to answering questions from you about the game, what a day it's gonna be today. Yep. And It's like, hey man, you got a condom in your wallet, bruh. Yeah. Come on, man. That's how yeah. you talk to people. Listen, listen.
1: Julian Is that a- how you
3: talk to people for yeah.
1: real? Okay, you well, first of all, I know you well enough that I can ask you that question. Second of all, <laughs> it's very relatable to our audience. Very relatable, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> the answer is no. Okay, good. You shouldn't do that. Keep it in a nice, controlled environment to keep everyone safe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know if we needed. I don't know if we needed that, but it's... Maddie,
3: Maddie, Maddie <laughs> Rose, why, you know, why? I don't know, why? man.
2: Yeah. I, it, listen, it's not my fault. I tried to go in a in a nice direction that had like some some real positive, heartfelt. Connotations, and this is what happened. So this you is know, how the show goes. The
3: who pounded the desk before I got on, man? I <laughs> didn't know that too. I just heard like a big <laughs> bump, and I was like, yeah. I can't tell if if George is pissed or if like you're pissed. Or like I like man, Maddie's the one who this
1: likes th- to pound the desk more. He does. He's, I, do, I do. He's he's pounding. Yeah, he definitely likes to do that. Yeah. Okay,
3: so you were just like, "Wow!" Like we have Julian on, and we have to talk to him about this.
1: I
2: yeah. literally asked him, "How long do you think that guy had the get out of jail free card in his wallet?" And this is where we came to. So th- that was the the path that we took to get here, like Little Red Riding Hood trying to get to Grandma's house. Yeah.
3: That's all good. I, it's all it's all good, guys. I know we like to have fun here, man. So
1: it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I, um, it's just, just
2: yeah. wild. Keep
1: that in a uh, controlled uh, environment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> any any word. On Chris Tanev, Julian, like, what's your sense? You're around the team. You go to a lot of practice. Like, any any
3: um, any word on Chris Tanev? Um, the Flames are not going to give it to us. Uh, I just, I'm not sure if we're going to, I'm not sure. The thing with Chris Tanev is, is just a guy who hasn't really been at practice in a minute. Uh, we'll see when we see him. We know the team is not necessarily great when it comes to, to giving injury information like that for whatever reason. I would be surprised if we saw him playing again this year. Uh, Ooh, you know how we know okay. how I would be. That's just my feel. Okay. I mean, if if we're just at a point where he's not really. That's just my gut feel just off of seeing what I've been able to see. It's just this is a guy who's pushed through a lot of different injuries at this time of year uh, where the flames are, you know, they're trying to get to the playoffs, but we know the chances are dwindling a little bit if they're out. I mean, I don't really see the point in 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 playing him, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I, this is just my hunch feeling. I would be very surprised if we saw him play. That's just my gut feeling. Um, Julian, Maddie and I have been the fans
1: of the Troy Stetcher. We're like the, the, the president and vice president of the Troy Stetcher fan club.
2: Seven by seven.
1: Yeah. Like I, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know we make we way too much in Canadian markets and media, about six defensemen on hockey teams. But man, this guy's been really good since he's been at Calgary Flames, outside of maybe his his debut.
3: Yeah, I think yeah, that's exactly how I feel about it. I thought the debut he looked a little lost, which kind of makes sense if you've been sure. traded to a new team and you're trying to figure out where everything is and you're trying to figure out who's who's where and where, what you're doing in a new squad. Like I felt that, and since then I felt in terms of the mobility he's been able to bring, he's gotten a couple points here and there, got a goal, like he's. This is just my feel. I would sign him to a new deal in the offseason. I know the the salary cap picture for the Flames right now is a little wonky. You got to figure out uh, who should stay, how to allot some salary around. I would keep him uh, instead of Michael Stone. And I know Michael Stone has the shot, but I think Troy Stetcher, uh, as a right-handed shot, as a sixth defenseman on your team, uh, as a third-pairing defenseman, I like what he brings, uh, and yes, I know Stone has the shot, but I don't know if he does has the same skill set that Troy Stetcher does. I think Troy Stetcher is a little bit more valuable, and I think if Troy is willing to stay on a cheap contract, maybe a little short, you give him a year or two, I don't see the harm in giving him that and having him as your number six for for next year. Not to mention you still have the depth. I mean, you still have Dennis Gilbert signed beyond this year as well to be your seventh. Uh, depending on how things go in the in the AHL for 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 next year, I mean, if Nick Desimone takes a step, uh, maybe Jeremy Poirier is still a couple years away from really being ready. But like, you try to see if you can kind of stock up your depth. Uh, but I, I I think just just if there's space on the Troy Stetcher, uh fan club, I don't mind. Uh, you know, you keep doing what you're doing on the fan club. I might ha- I might hover around and just see if there's more space. All right. I like it.
2: Hey, you can always join the club later if you want. That's totally fine. Uh, I wanted to ask you about Nikita Zadorov because with Chris Tanev out, his role is elevated. This is a guy who over the season seems to have wanted more responsibility, seems to have wanted more minutes, and played very well, maybe a little bit of a drop-off after the All-Star break there. But how big is this opportunity in these next eight games to not only show Daryl Sutter what he can do for the rest of this season, but for the year moving forward and to continue his career? yeah
3: i think it's huge for him i think he was all like you mentioned it right maddie like he had a really good start to his year i was really surprised uh, getting to watch him up close with uh, not just the physical ability that we've seen from him but also the the ability to jump into the rush and help create offense that's how we got a lot of those goals to start off the year the mm-hmm. flames are coming up on, on the ice and he's that guy who's not the guy not the defense at the back trying to be the trailer he's going to the left of a winger and finishing off some of those plays like it was really cool to see Nikita Zadorov get in those situations i'd like to see more of that from him and, and look we the, the flames need the offense from their forwards they need it from their defensemen as well and nikita zadorov is a big is a big uh, proponent for that offense from the back end so i, I would like to see him uh, jump back into the rush and create more
2: all right. We've waited this long to ask you about the buys and tell us about your thoughts on Matt Coronado signing and uh, maybe what you're expecting over the next week for this young man. So
3: I think the plan, I mean, we don't really have like a full blown plan for Matthew Coronado. At least Daryl Sutter's not going to tell us that, but I have this feel, not feeling, but it wouldn't surprise me if they kind of did what they did with Jacques Peltier, where, they let him sit for a couple of games. They let him skate. They let him get accustomed to everything. And then, what, next week? He, I think he's going to get three games. The minimum is three games for me. I think he. we see him in three games. And what's funny because, you know, when I put out my story about him uh, Sunday, half the comments are are basically fans saying, do you think Daryl Sutter is going to play him? I, I think Daryl will play him in, when the stakes are are low and I don't know if he's going to plug him in into a, a playoff situation or at least, you know, just you, you think about it, but I don't necessarily think he's going to do that. And I can understand if it's in that situation, but in just talking to a couple of guys yesterday, uh, they kind of un, kind of explained the point about why if you're a young player, there are some benefits to just kind of sitting for a little bit and just kind of seeing what's going on and 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 getting accustomed to life and, and getting surrounded to your new teammates in a whole new environment. This is a kid who, uh, shout out to Wes Gilbertson, who wrote it in his article in Post Media yesterday. He was supposed to have a psychology class at Harvard yesterday. and now all of a sudden, he gets flown out to Calgary, and he is now a professional hockey player. He's going to be living in some hotel on his own, and he's going to have to adjust to playing with new teammates. This is not like a guy they traded for who's played in the NHL for how many years who could just get plugged into a lineup right away, and those are the tools of the trade. Matthew Coronado is a 20-year-old kid who needs that time to uh, adjust and and, and, and you know, kind of get accommodated to his new surroundings, and then he'll be able to play. There are, there are guys who have been in a situation who have left college at his age who end up in one, maybe two games that year. We know, this year's going to be a burn off of his ELC anyway before he gets into the next two seasons. So, yeah, I think if, Math, if Coronado gets to play like three games, I think that's pretty good for him this year. And I think for the next little while, we're just going to see him kind of sit and learn and get to know everyone in the locker room. By all accounts I've heard from him, he's seems like a really good guy. He seems like a nice kid. He likes Drake. He seems like a, a laid back personality <laughs> who switches when the time comes on. Um, yeah. he's. I, I, I don't see any reason why the team can't get along with him. And even talking to some of the guys like Tyler Defoley, they want to welcome him in and they want him to to feel welcome as well. So yeah i think he'll be fine but he just needs that brace period to just kind of see what's going on and and get to know everybody and then they'll put him into the lineup i i I get there people are impatient and they know daryl sutter where they feel daryl sutter won't play him but i I think they got to relax a little bit on this one
1: um he covers the flames for the athletic julian mckenzie joining us here on the big show wrestling row sports net 960 the fan julian on the atlas pizza and sports bar guest hotline how much is like finding a, a twenty in your jeans a week later after you went out is Walker Dewar to the Calgary Flames?
3: That's pretty good. Cause that's the I I think Walker Dewar should be playing every day. He should not be taken out of the lineup. He should not be sitting because he's a he's twenty five years old or twenty six. Like he's we could stop calling him a young player. He is a he's two years younger than I am. He's he's a grown man. Right. Like he can play on that fourth line. He has the speed. He's shown to create some offense. That play he did the other night against the San Jose Sharks, he is going all around the shift. He finds a way to make this pass work past two uh, oncoming players on him to Milan Lucic. And then Nazim Kadri's right there. I think Dewar gets a primary assist on that too. Nazem Kadri's there. He really needed that goal. But William Dewar, oh, sorry, Walker Dewar does all the work on that shift. And the fact that he's been able to provide those kinds of efforts, There's no reason to take him out of the lineup, especially at this juncture of the season where you need energy up and down your lineup. He is able to provide that, and I really don't think the Flames should be taking him out. This is like, it's like finding twenty. You're right. It's like finding twenty dollars in your in your in your pants. Uh, I I guess there's another joke you can make off of what we were talking about at the beginning, but I'm going to try to be wholesome.
1: Yeah. Um. Again, don't keep those in your pants. Keep
2: them away from your body heat. Um.
3: Natty, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's it's
2: every it has to morning. Deal with this five days a week. Every morning, five days a week, six to nine, and you can also get it on the podcast: yeah. Apple, Google, Spotify, or Amazon. If well, you miss
1: done. It. Uh, well done, well uh, done, Matt Rose. That's um, what we call a uh, tease. Yeah, absolutely.
2: More of a plug, but uh, we
1: talked we talked about this earlier, Julie. Yeah, I want to get right your plug. thoughts. We we know that game in Winnipeg against the Jets is the season essentially for the Calgary Flames, whether or not there'll be a playoff team. Uh, feels like it. What's what's the What's the maximum amount of points they can be out heading into that game to have any sort of chance of the playoffs here? Maddie says three. I say
3: four. What say you, Julian McKenzie? I say three. I, okay. I, I think if they're at four and they put themselves in a situation where they lose that game and they're further out, I mean, it, it's done. I think that's because it's, it's, Win, it's Winnipeg and then Vancouver, and then they have uh, a Predators game and I believe a Sharks game after that, right? yeah that you do not at that point like for, to for them to be in a situation where they have to win three straight to put themselves in the playoffs i mean they've won three straight twice this season that's as far as it's gone uh but also winnipeg at that point and and who knows what it'll look like for nashville as well that nashville game no one's really talking about it that much and maybe that's because the with all the games in hand and and all that and who knows where they'll be at that point but Maybe that's the season, two, depending on where Nashville ends up with these next two games they have in hand. And maybe if Winnipeg falls, and maybe that's because Nashville's a little too farther back, but that, that last stretch of games for the Calgary Flames, like that Winnipeg game will be looking, I think a lot of people are going to be paying attention to that. And if they put themselves even within a point of the Jets off that game, if it gets to that point, man, salivating. You have three cracks at beating the Jets. You have to finish ahead of them. Put yourself in a position where you can be competitive at that game and you give yourself a chance.
2: Julian, one of your latest pieces in partnership with Mark Lazarus and Scott Powers, the Chicago contingent of The Athletic, was rating the goal songs across the NHL. And uh, Listen, there's some surprises in here. The Seattle Kraken, number one with lithium by Nirvana. I don't think that's much of a surprise. Flames in there at, uh, what was it, 16th with uh, ACDC. And all the way at the bottom of the league here, uh, the Colorado Avalanche. What did you make of putting this story together? Who were some of the songs that got slighted and who deserved to maybe be lower in these rankings?
3: P.D. Pablo raise up in the 20s is an absolute ridiculous ridiculous rating Mm. and i am ashamed of the readers uh who would do such a thing and not acknowledge the brilliance of pd pablo and the underrated genius that he is from the early 2000s uh, off a song called raise up which is an anthem for the state of North Carolina. And it got to a point where it was so popular, there were remixes for every city in the United States. And even so forth, they changed the hook to USA as an anthem for patriotism. Uh, This is an anthem that I think deserves a lot more respect. And uh, the fact that they rated it as low as they did, I have to admit, I was a little bit disappointed by the contingent of people uh, who voted. Uh, ACDC... I'll tell you what it's it's okay. It's thirteenth on our list. It's okay. Mm. I I just think it's okay. I don't know if people are gonna, I don't know, say like, oh, how could you do that? You're in Calgary now. Like, no, it's it's okay. Yeah. It's just an okay song. Like, it's it's fine. Like, Blur. It's not Blur. It's not it's not song two, yeah. which the Senators have. Uh, the Fratelli's at three. Like, I'm kind of over it now. Like, the heyday for Chicago is come, and yawn. You know, we we've 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 mm. been through this before. Uh, The Rangers won. That might be one of my favorites. We got in the top five and and Shout by the Isley Brothers. The Isley Brothers are some of the most underrated musicians to ever exist. And the fact that they've had cuts from Shout to stuff in the early 2000s, like contagious and busted like this is a group that people should listen to more and more people. And I'm glad that people were at least able to put Shout in the top five and respect the legends that are the Osley brothers.
1: Uh, Worst goal uh, song in the league, in your opinion?
3: Um, I haven't been to every
1: rink. Got to be the Leafs.
2: I don't hate the Leafs one. I don't get why people hate it so much. It's weird. It's got to be the the Dallas Stars, in my humble opinion. Hey, no. Puck off is great. Stars. You e. yeah. puck off Jealous. alone. <laughs> you no, know, I no, I refuse, Patrick. I refuse. I don't like that track. Just man. the
3: Avalanche one wasn't that remarkable to me because I was at I was at Ball Arena a couple of weeks ago and you know the Avs won that game, but I don't really remember. Yeah, it wasn't that remarkable to me. They probably could have played like something that Nathan McKinnon would want, like Gunner <laughs> or something.
2: Something gluten free and really fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This
3: Vegetarian. artist has to eat chickpeas.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Julian McKenzie does a great job of covering the flames for the athletic. Uh, Julian, great stuff, pal. I'll see you in the ball hockey rink tomorrow, okay?
3: I'll see you at the rink tomorrow. And, well, well, you're uh, picking me up, probably, so
1: thanks again. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I'll uh, see you in the car sure before keep... the rink. Make sure you uh, put your condoms in a warm place. No, no, not said. in a warm place. <laughs> cool place. Cool place. Cool place. I'm trying cool to help place, all the cool young place, kids. Cool place, cool
1: place, trying to help cool all the place. young kids. I messed
3: that up. Yeah, but again, oh hey, God. forget
1: your coffee in the morning. Getting a question about condom in the wallet really, really perked you up this morning. You're welcome.
3: I'm going back to bed, guys. Okay, Good all right. I don't blame sweet you. dreams. All right, pal.
1: See you tomorrow night. Thanks for this. Enjoy the game tonight. <laughs> Bye guys. There he is. Julie McKenzie on the Atlas pizza and sports bar guest Holland brought to you by Atlas pizza and sports bar using the same secret recipe since 1975 down in at 6060 Memorial drive, Northeast takeout or delivery at 403 248 straight ahead. Two-time gray cup champion. Jay McNeil, vice president of business ops for the Calgary flame Calgary Stampeders, not the flames. Yep. Calgary Stampeders is going to join us straight ahead mm-hmm. and we'll wrap up the show uh, with your uh, worst or best excuses when been when being pulled over for speeding by the police, we'll do that to wrap up the show. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan.
2: Hey, it's Haley Salvian from The Athletic. For a look at the latest on your Calgary Flames and NHL news, go click and subscribe to the Hockey Central 960 podcast. While you're there, please rate and review the show.
1: It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio um we'll wrap up the show we gave you the story of the minnesota police officer who pulled somebody over over the weekend um handed him uh his license and a get out of jail free card to hopefully get out of the ticket uh it didn't happen so we're asking you the best worst excuse you've given to a police officer when being pulled over for speeding 960 960 name and location and if you're a if you're a police we'd love to hear from you too some of the best and worst ones you've heard very much so uh, but first, uh, excited to be joined by uh, Vice President of Business Ops for the Calgary Stampeders, former Stampeder, two-time Grey Cup champion on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar Guest Hotline. We say good morning to Jay McNeil. Jay, how are you?
4: I'm doing really great, thanks. How are you guys doing? We're
1: good. Thanks for jumping on. Jay, when we interview offensive linemen, I'm always fascinated <laughs> by their <laughs> diets uh, when they played. How much has your diet changed from when you played in the league to what it is now?
4: Man, yeah, if I could only go back to what, what it was, it was I ate, I tried to eat as healthy as possible, but I ate everything. Uh, and, you know, what's funny is I would get nervous uh, if I went too long without a meal uh, that I was losing weight. So uh, at that point, it was all better off, whatever I could get my hands on. And then today it feels like all I do is eat salads. So, yeah, uh, it was much more fun back then.
1: Um, what's the worst thing you've ever put into your body during that time? You're like, man, I'm really dedicated to keeping this weight on. <laughs>
4: uh, well, there's been a few times I remember eating a, a tub of haagen late at <laughs> night, just trying to keep my weight, like just the worst thing you could possibly do, but it was
1: tasted good though going down. Um, so if you went to, uh, the golden arches, um, what, what would be your order typically? Is that something you did? you know i worked there uh as a teenager okay so i probably overindulged
4: at that point so i tried mm. to limit it as much as i could but if i did uh it was a quarter pounder with cheese large fry and uh and a chocolate shake oh nice
2: do you have like a a, a deep dark secret about mcdonald's from your time working there
4: I don't know necessarily, you know, McDonald's wise, but you know, my deep, deep dark secret was that uh, when I got hungry during my shift, I would sneak uh, some chicken McNuggets. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, and walk into the back and, and gobble them up pretty quick.
1: Um, Jay, can you again? This is really hard-hitting journalism we're hitting with you right now. Broadcast journalism. <laughs> um, can you I confirm or can you confirm or deny that there is a secret McDonald's menu that you can order from?
4: See, I, that's I that's news to me. I have heard about it, and oh, I so okay. I. I uh, I'm uh, and I don't know, so let's uh, we, maybe we should try that one
1: out. Yeah, absolutely, mm. that, okay. that'll be good. The secret McDonald's yeah. menu. I'm yeah. into it. Got to go
2: <laughs> go to your old sources and see yeah. if you can find anything yeah. in there for I'm sure. I'm into it. Um, hey, All we right. got we got lots to get to here. The, the season is just around the corner. Things are starting to wrap up for the Calgary Stampeders. Uh You came aboard last fall. Can you just tell us about how you've grown into this role and what it's been like working with Huff and the rest of the Stampede's front office?
4: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's. I had some pretty high expectations when I joined in October, um, and it, it really, in my mind, it was a dream come true. And I and I've got to say that since then, it it's exceeded my ex- expectations by by a hundred. It's been, and that's all about the people. Uh, you know, within every from top to bottom within the organization, we have everybody that are you know committed to winning both on and off the field, but also just great people. And it's been such a tremendous tremendous thing to to rejoin the team and and to become part of this team
2: and now uh, that. no go uh, uh, of course and and I wanted to ask you as well just kind of as we move towards the start of the season here like one of the things about the pandemic was it made it a lot harder for players and the coaches and really everybody with the team to get out in the community and and kind of meet people and be that part of the community how excited are you to continue to really get back to that and getting the stampeders and the team and the organization back inside the community and out with everybody
4: you know what that's with one of our biggest goals and you're right the pandemic just hit us hard because one of the things that you've heard year after year is how accessible uh, the players and coaches of the cfl are and in particular the Peters. and you know we're always very active within the community and so for the last couple of years we haven't been able to do that and that's you know we've that's hurt us you know we've lost relevance within the city and so we've been working really hard to uh you know to get back and do the community appearances Um, You know, we've, this is going to be a year of investment for the Calgary Stampeders, and so we're bringing back, you know, events, you know, that we've done in the past, uh, so it's we're able to engage with our fans, because that's what makes this so special, and and why we love being players, and why we love being part of this organization, is the passion that our fans have, so working really hard to, um, to, you know, to get back to that, and then to even build upon that, so that we could do it even bigger and better for next year.
2: No, if I'm not mistaken, it is the uh Fan Forum coming back as well. Fan Fest plans aren't finalized yet, but can you tell us a little bit about Fan Forum?
4: <laughs> Fan Forum is going to be April 18th. uh So we're going to—it's kind of uh, two main themes. There is number one is we're going to talk about everything we're doing uh, in 2023. So we talk about that being a year of investment. So we're going to. We're going to unveil it all uh, you know, to, to our season ticket holders. And then we're also doing, we're making some changes to the Red and White Club, which is now going to be known as Stamps House. And so we are going mm-hmm. to debut all of the changes for Stamps House. Uh, so we're really excited about uh, some of the things we've got going on and to be able to uh, showcase that to our season ticket
2: holders. Well, one of my favorite places when I'm at a Great Cup Festival is Stamps House. Are you trying to recreate that atmosphere? Because that's always one of the must-stop parties for every Great Cup Festival.
4: Well, you, you know, and one of the things, that, and I've, I feel like I can share this because we did uh, share this with our our, uh, our red and white club members, <laughs> is that we are going to open the open the club up after the games uh, for Ooh. all fans, and uh, it will be, you know, hopefully our players will be joining us, our coaches will be there, uh, and, we, and it, it is trying to capitalize on uh, the brand that we've created at Grey Cup Festival. So that's exactly what we're trying to create.
1: Jay McNeil is the vice president of business ops for the Calgary Stampeders, of course, a two-time Grey Cup champion. Joining us here on the Big Show, Russick and Rose Sportsnet nine sixty, the fan on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Jay, what what does the league what does the league need to do uh, as a whole to kind of appeal to younger fans?
4: You know that's a, that's a that's a great question and something that we talk about uh every day every day as a, as a team but also you know whenever we get together as as a league uh, we do, we do talk about that and uh really you know one of the things that we have to contend with is that the marketing machine that is the NFL and they've done a fantastic job of reaching young viewers young fans you know right from their phones uh and it, there's access to uh, you know that type of football is 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 there every day and so we have to do the same thing so i think number 1 is you know getting back into the community getting to the know getting them to know our players and i think that's uh you know been one of the challenges over the last couple of years is you don't know who our players are and so we need to get back to that i, I remember you know when i was playing in the mid 90s yeah, I was shocked when people knew who I was as a as a young offensive lineman. So, but we need to get back to that, and and so if we can create that connection uh, at that age, uh, and then the other thing is, you know, we have new Canadians coming into the city every every day. Uh, I think thirty percent of our city is new Canadians. Uh, they're predicting up to you know 50 percent uh, you know within two decades, and so we need to get out there and teach the game of football, and and, and teach them how what a great game this is, and what a, you know how it brings the community together, and the legacy that is the Calgary Stampeders.
1: Is it is it just a marketing thing, or is there anything with the game specifically that you think uh, would be something you guys want to work on? Because if I just look at the speed and pace of a CFL game. Uh, It's constant action, and things are constantly moving. I think that that's a big plus for your league. Is it just getting the message out to younger people?
4: Well, I think that's the biggest piece to it. And you're right. One of the things we talk about is how do we improve the game? So number one is the speed of the game. Last year, we had 60% of CFL games uh, that were decided in the last three minutes of the game which is an incredible stat. So we try to make it as exciting as possible. We look at rule changes. We look at speed of play, all those sorts of things, and make it appealing to to the younger audience. Uh, And so you're right, though, the marketing piece of getting it out there and and letting everybody know who we are and what we do.
2: Season Ticket Blitz is on right now. Tell us the benefits of being uh, part of that membership group. Man, there you
4: are. One of the things that... uh, We've we've listened to our, our season ticket holders, and they felt that, you know, over the past few years, there's been things taken away from them. So this year, one of the things we are investing in is our season ticket holders. So, you know, first and foremost, um, we have – you get a 45% discount from season ticket – from t- game day ticket prices, so a significant savings there. But we've also introduced a two-year uh, season ticket membership, which is we've called Forever Red. And uh, that it had, comes with a price freeze in year two. So, the idea mm-hmm. being, if you commit to us, we're going to commit to you, and so there will be no price increase into the second year. Uh, and it's and there's more benefits uh, that come with it. We have store and concession discounts. So, uh, one year one year uh, season ticket membership gets a 10% discount off concessions, and then a two year gets 15% off concessions. So, we're trying to provide as much value as you can. Uh, you know when you're coming to the games, and then there's other cool things like you know events uh, that will be season ticket, uh, season ticket member only, forever red only event. Uh, there's access to fan trips. We're gonna we're gonna take uh, season ticket members on uh, three different trips this year. So we're gonna go to. Uh, Montreal, BC, and Hamilton. So, they'll give our fans an opportunity to see Bo play mm-hmm.
0: uh, in
4: Hamilton. So, there's access, you know, to those sorts of things. So, there's lots of really cool things. Trying to deliver value to our season ticket members. The so, bottom line is for this. Oh, sorry. Nope, I was, I was go ahead. The bottom line. The bottom line for this league is our number one revenue line continues to be tickets, and so we want to provide as much value as we can and show our appreciation to our season ticket members.
2: Uh, I got to ask you, I know that during the season, John Huffnagel's kind of uh, release valve has been the the fishing. For you, what is that? Is it golf?
4: Well, you know what? As much as I love golf... And I try to get out as much as I can. I find it frustrating. So um,
1: yeah, like everyone else in the world, Jay.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, um but golf. To be honest with you, getting to the gym—that's where I can take all my frustration out. So, okay. Yeah, that that keeps me okay. going every day. You but, can
2: probably still bench the same you were doing when you were playing on the line, hey?
4: Man, I wish. I see these young kids in the gym, and I'm just ashamed. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. I'm getting old.
1: That's all right. Uh it's the plan though. It's always I always love that when people go, Oh, you're getting old. It's better than the alternative, Jay. Uh absolutely. Uh Jay McNeil. That's a
4: great point. Yeah, vice
1: president of business ops for the Calgary uh Stampeders. Also two time great cup champion. Jay, great stuff. Let's do this again soon. Thanks for this.
4: Oh, thanks, guys, very much for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Uh, there he is on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. guest hotline, brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar, You're using the same secret recipe since 1975, down in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast, take or delivery at 403-248-3344. I had an epiphany while we were speaking to Jay there. You did? Okay. Yeah, I had an idea. Hit me. Patrick uh, and Alex, I want you guys included on this, too. All right. I think uh, if one of our listeners... Is running a CFL fantasy football league. <laughs> we want in. Okay. CFL fantasy football. So we have some sort of interest in the CFL season. Mm-hmm. Well, Maddie's we'll, all over we'll it. We'll set our lineup. But this is, yeah, this is for more Patrick, Alex, and myself. Because you you have your finger on the pulse of the Canadian football league. Yeah. The three of us, not so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the league. Patty okay. does.
2: Patty's dog? Okay,
1: this is more for Alex and I. So we, I want in on a CFL fantasy football league.
2: <laughs> All if right. One
1: of our listeners run one. And I love the fact that there's nine teams and I want an odd number of teams <laughs> in the league. The so one team is always on a buy, like in the CFL.
2: It's, um, you know what? I, I don't know if there's like a, a there to- is. I, I, like, I know this- the CFL does their own, and it's like a daily fantasy. And I've tried to do it the last couple of years. Like by I midway of the season, I forget to set my yeah. lineup, and it's a mess. I, I if ran- there is like a drafting situation, that yes. would be awesome. That is what we want to do. Yes. And I ran one years ago. You, that doesn't surprise me that you ran one because yeah. you were like, you know what? It
1: was content you, for the you, radio. You
2: get the itches. You're like, I gotta, yeah. I gotta <laughs> do it, man.
1: So if you run a CFL fantasy football league, it needs to have a draft. Yeah, yeah, we want a live draft. Oh yeah, like we want to have a live draft.
2: We'll put it on uh, Discord or Twitch, right, Alex? Something like that. Yeah, Absolutely, some yeah. sort of young live kid stream,
1: stream. Yeah, yeah. It's just a lot of guys sitting around looking at information, and they go up there and try. It's very, it's riveting stuff. (laughs) Very. And then
2: I chirp you all because I'm the only one who knows the players. Yeah. Who goes first
1: overall? Oh, Oh, man. man.
2: Uh,
0: Running backs don't work out in the CFL uh, anymore.
2: Is it a quarterback? It It has to be. Yeah. I'd take a Reggie Bagleton. Okay. Might be a homer pick, but I'm doing it anyways. All right. I don't know. Kenny Lawler, maybe. Is. Yeah, Kenny, maybe. I don't know. I gotta. I let me be, do it. let me up front. I have not looked at every team's depth charts <laughs> okay. at this point we'll in the it. off season. And I'm getting 60, there. I'm getting there. 960,
1: 960 name and location. If you want us for knuckleheads, if you actually run a CFL fantasy football league, and we hey, want in. Listen,
2: if you beat us in a matchup, home bet.
1: Home, yeah. Okay, well, we'll figure that out. We'll we'll figure <laughs> out the logistics about the league. It's just sure. I want in. All right, A CFL let's do fantasy it. football league that we can update weekly on the show. That'll be fun. It's just good content from the summer because it gets lean around here in the summer.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Thinking ahead. Does. Thinking ahead. I like that. Good for yeah. you. Well, you got to chat about our Stampeder's coverage. At, yeah, uh, coming this afternoon. Absolutely. Figured it out.
1: Um, we got about ten minutes to go in the program. I uh, talked about this earlier on. In the show uh, let me just kind of put a little pretty little bow on what's going on with our poll question today i got about three minutes left asked you earlier with eight games to go in calgary season which number will be greater flames wins matthew coronado games played uh 73.3 percent of our listeners are very optimistic flames wins mm. which is good i think i th- think i think that's good
2: like the or they have zero
1: faith that Coronado would actually get into some games here. Like
2: I'm, I'm more intrigued. Like because me personally, I think it's going to be more more wins than it is games. But the question is, is that number like five versus four, or yeah. is that number two two and one? Mm-hmm. Right, like out of eight, what are we looking at here? Yeah, I think that the wins will probably be one or two more games than Matt Coronado plays. Okay, well, hopefully it's eight wins for the Flames mm-hmm. with eight games to
1: go. Um, and then I also gave you uh, the story of a uh, of a gentleman in Minnesota after being pulled over by a police officer, handed over his license, and a get-out-of-jail-free card uh, from the game Monopoly, trying to get out of the ticket. Uh, the officer loved it, loved the effort. Good try. Uh, no dice. Still got the ticket. Uh, we've asked you on the text line, 960-960, name and location. Uh, give us some of the best slash worst excuses you've given to a police officer when being pulled over for speeding. Our text reading robot is Texty McTexerson for SportsCent960. He joins us with what you wrote in on the old text line.
2: Yeah.
0: Read from Olds. So back in 79, I got pulled over <laughs> two blocks from home and miserably failed the roadside sobriety test. Uh-oh. I got out of having to blow by walking on my hands.
1: <laughs> 70s were a different animal. Yep, they were. But See that rem-
2: you've, <laughs> you've pa- You failed your field sobriety test, but what if I can walk on my hands?
1: Well then yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Different. we gotta get rid They're of the listen, test. That is that is such a like a seventies thing. <laughs> I drive better when I'm drunk. Calms my nerves. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't no, at you all. Don't. That never happened. Like, stop it.
2: Well, it does say here in the word of the law that if you can walk on your hands, everything no. else is moot. Congratulations, sir. That's Have a good night. Not good.
0: <laughs> good morning. Brian from Inglewood, wife was super sick. On our way to Foothills Emergency. Got pulled over at a radar stop, going a little fast. Told the officer the reason I was speeding. He was a complete <laughs> f-. His response was, with no emotion, "Shall I call an ambulance for you?" <laughs> All I could say was, "Yeah, right. Thanks for the ticket."
1: Well, oh, I would have said yes. Yeah, do it. it, it might now. have taken a while. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, uh, well, what was that, like,
1: Debbie Downer? De- <laughs> like. Uh, do we- <laughs> Like, is this going to get into a conversation about Alberta <laughs> about healthcare? Hospital wait
2: times? What are we Jeez, doing? Wow, here? Patrick. Like this, was...
1: I feel like there was some. <laughs> there's other agendas here. Yeah, I just. To be honest, like, Patrick, I love when you weigh into the show and I really value your opinion, but that's an onion that I want to peel back right now. <laughs> no, not right now. We're good. Like, I really don't. I really don't.
0: All right, keep them rolling. Scott in Calgary. I had my teen daughter pretend to cry and double over. I told the cop she got her period and I was trying to get her home to her mother. He got embarrassed and let me go.
1: Oh, that's one of those things that I'm sure your daughter lost a ton of respect for you, sir.
2: Yeah, I bet she moved out. But at the was... same
1: time, kudos to you for getting out of that ticket.
2: Yeah, that's thinking on your feet. Yep. Like I would have hoped he didn't have that one holstered. I hope that was a bit of a
1: and, panic move, but by all means. And at the same time, what an incredible acting job by the young lady.
2: <laughs> Shout out to her for pulling pulling like, her weight. Is the, that
1: something they 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 discussed in the car beforehand? If I ever get pulled over for speeding, yeah, that's what I want. Here's know. our plan of attack: where it's like, hey, act like you're on your thing, dad. Do it,
2: <laughs> do it. Like, dad, are you serious? Act, act like you're on your thing. Yeah, so you talk to people.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you
2: talk to people. Yeah.
0: yeah true oh, scott boy. in calgary yep. i had my teen daughter pretend to cry and john in calgary is, i is got Alex pulled over running in montana today? doing 95 <laughs> in an 80 mile an hour zone the cop came to the window to ask for my driver's license insurance etc and he asked what was the hurry i replied instantly i'm canadian winter is coming as the cop was walking back to his car i could see the shoulders bouncing up and down with his laughter and yes he did let me go with the warming a warning.
2: Hmm. Okay. That's nice. The American cop thought, ha, ha your winters are very chilly. hmm You're clever. See ya. I like that. That's nice. Yeah, that's kind. Yeah. A lot of these probably wouldn't work in like the last week of the month when there's certain quotas that officers have to hit and they gotta make sure. If they... in fact
1: that is true. If that's even true. Oh, I no, I don't think that's, that's really that's...
2: is that but... one of those like wives tales yeah, that we hear as the general so public?
1: I I've I've known like Police officers. Really? And what they say is this there's no specific quota, but you can't go a month without writing a ticket. (laughs) If that makes any sense. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. Like, there's no. Oh, you got to get 20 speeding tickets this month. Otherwise, I don't get my bonus. They all happen at the end of the month, and you start thinking, oh, they got to get their quota. Yeah. Again, no, it's like you can't go a month without writing a ticket.
2: It's not like if they don't get like 10 tickets, then they have to pay that cost. Are you sure? Right. Because I've heard that.
1: Yeah, mm, you know, it doesn't work that way.
0: Peter from Calgary. Officer, I was chasing the Flames' playoff chances, and they kept getting <laughs> further and further away.
2: Oh. <laughs> Did that work? Oh. Ticket. <laughs> Ticket. Wah, wah, wah. He, he slapped him with the fine. Yeah, it's like, not bad. Boom, I'm yeah. an Oilers fan. See, yeah.
1: Ya. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> See you later, bud.
0: Paul in Tuscany. Speeding to a hockey game as a goalie told the cop i was going to be late and my team would forfeit cop wasn't having any of it i always thought i'd get an escort to the arena if that happened in canada <laughs> did you forfeit though? we gotta get you the goalie
2: we gotta get him there yeah, but did he forfeit <laughs> he didn't follow up <laughs> i need closure on that tidbit the cop is like well what are you are you like a third pair guy or are you like a minute muncher they need you because if not i gotta For give it. you this ticket That's something
1: we could all, being late for a beer league game, and like maybe hammering it a little bit. Could you imagine sitting there, and you're the goalie. You're going to forfeit. The team's going to forfeit, and you're sitting, and the guy's taking his time in the back, right, looking up all your information, writing up that ticket, and you're like, come on, hurry up. Just throw the ticket (laughs) into the car so I can speed off and get to my game.
2: I can see you scrolling your Instagram, dude. Give me the ticket.
1: Yeah. Give me the ticket. Give it to
0: me mark in lethbridge i told the officer i was too invested in nickelback song animals and was too amped up he sighed when he gave me the ticket he
2: sighed been there like he wasn't a nickelback fan uh we don't have a snippet of the song to add to the immediately i'm, I'm immediately? grabbing it right now immediately. no it's too late it's
0: too late now Do
2: you want me Damn. to just sing it
0: no <laughs> i don't want that <laughs> Dave in Airdrie, a cop pulled my son over for speeding and asked the standard question, Do you know why I pulled you over? My son answered, You thought I had donuts in the car. The cop <laughs> laughed and let him go. What no ticket.
2: Yeah, right. Come on. There's one thing that cops don't like is donut jokes. They only get poked fun of. No, they do not. They handle it as well as that umpire in that Jay's game. Uh, Randy Rosenberg. Randy Rosenberg. Yeah. No relation. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Dave from
0: Red Deer. My worst excuse for getting pulled over by the cops was I got pulled over by the same police officer two days in a row in the exact same spot. And I basically told him, sorry, I just want to see if you were still working here today.
2: Yeah, that actually happened to me when I was a kid. (laughs) I uh, got pulled over twice within the span of two weeks in the exact same spot by the exact same cop. And that's when I went, hmm, maybe there are consequences. Yeah, um, you don't want to do that. That was just a young buck. just yeah. learning my way.
1: Um, yeah, I don't think I they think would take I was take driving a kindly... Pontiac,
2: Montana.
1: Yeah, a, a van.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, a white minivan.
1: Hey, a Pontiac, Montana is
2: a honey wagon. You could fit a lot of lads in a lot, that thing. A lot of honeys get into the <laughs> honey wagon. Yeah. Pontiac, Montana Ooh, honeys, lads, you know, whatever. Yeah, There's a lot of people in there, that's yep. for sure. <laughs> Two more. Uh,
0: all right. Angry Jeff in Calgary. <laughs> I got pulled over for speeding. I told the cop I have no money. I live in my truck, and my dog is starving. I forgot I didn't have my dog with me. The cop asked me, where is your dog? I said, oh, no. He ran away from home, so he gave me a ticket for a broken tail light instead.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> a mess. That's what? a
2: sad one. What an adventure.
0: That was Wedley Bridalwood, officer, the condom in my wallet is about to expire. I got to <laughs> get to the store.
2: I like that he said the store.
0: Yeah,
1: because he, he has to, to replace store. it, not. Yeah. Okay. And again, I'm I'm always leery about gas station ones too. Go to a go to a pharmacy. You do a whole segment on gas station pills too. Yeah. What now? Um. You ever seen those? The, the trucker those pills they have at gas stations. Yeah. Hilarious.
2: Okay. Uh. What? Well, use your words. What? We have a voicemail. What? But it's coming for the show. Do you want to announce that before we say bye, or do you want where to just you, tease that for
1: tomorrow? Did that say? we're just came down the horn. From where?
2: Arthur. The boss. Art. He, he's our boss. Yeah, we'll do it tomorrow. All right. You guys might have a way to reach us when we're not here. We'll tell you about it tomorrow.
1: Yeah, that's very good. Okay. That's a tease. What Flames. Julian was
2: talking about earlier was yep. a plug when we were doing the... I got to go.
1: Okay. What yeah.
2: is going on? Yeah, I know. Yeah.
1: Flames uh, Flames game night. We'll break it down. Maybe Coronado plays. Probably doesn't.
2: <laughs> no, he doesn't. Boy. No, he doesn't. It's fine. About?
1: Okay, it's fine. Why can't I hope? <laughs> All
2: right. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Good dog. <whistles>